0: If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Welcome to the Bridgeway Christian Church Daily Advent Devotional My name is Rebecca O'Brien, and I serve on the prayer team here at Bridgeway. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I have to be honest, when I saw the list of topics for the Advent series, I read the title, Joy Amidst Loneliness, and I immediately moved on to the rest of the topics. My eyes kept getting drawn back to the title, so I closed the email and I told God I would pray about it and then look at it again the next day, silently praying that he would change the topic that was put on my heart. But as you can tell, here I am. Sharing a devotional about joy amidst loneliness in a season that is typically hustling and bustling with excitement. And yet for many of us, it can feel like one of the loneliest seasons, especially after the year we've been through. If you're feeling isolated or alone, this podcast is for you. And I pray that it's like a big warm hug from the Heavenly Father, letting you know that He sees you, He loves you, and His promises are still for you. I have to admit, I chuckled at thinking about the irony of a single adult at Christmas talking about this topic when instantly the Holy Spirit moved in my heart and reminded me that every single one of us struggles with loneliness and every single one of us can experience joy. God created both emotions. Neither of these emotions are defined by our marital status, fame, success, or how many people are actually in a room with us, but rather it's influenced by the posture of our heart. When I started thinking about joy, I immediately started thinking about fruit. It may seem a bit ironic, but I truly believe that our feelings are the fruit or the outcome of what we are setting our mind towards. They are based on what we are rooting ourselves in. In a sermon years ago, Pastor Lance said, If the root is wrong, the fruit will never be right. That phrase has stuck with me ever since, and it reminded me that our thoughts and our words are seeds sown into the soil of our mind and soul. We know the scripture says to abide in Christ. We know the outcome of spending time with God and learning his character should produce the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But how do we practice that today, especially when we feel hopeless or alone? I believe our roots or our mindset is critical to the fruit that we will see in our lives. As someone who experiences loneliness often, yet is perceived as a joyful person, I wanted to share four points that God has used to help deepen my roots so that I can bear good fruit regardless of my circumstances. The first point is acknowledge who God is. When our roots are getting deep into our circumstance or feelings, it's important to uproot our thinking and acknowledge who God is. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. He is the God of all comfort. He is our deliverer. And these are just to name a few. Once we shift our focus to who God is versus our current circumstance, we can be reminded of the sovereignty of God. Nothing is impossible for Him. The second is, anchor yourself in the truth of His Word. It can be extremely difficult to redirect our focus when we're feeling lonely. We can often get filled with fear and doubt, and that is when I believe it is critical to root ourselves in the Lord and His Word. Because through the Word of God, we have the opportunity to experience a holistic transformation of our heart. Several stories came to mind when I thought about loneliness in the Bible. I thought about Daniel in the lion's den and how scary it must have been, yet Daniel was not alone. God was present with him in the den and kept the mouths of the lions shut. I thought about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and how, when they were thrown into the fire for not bowing to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, there was not just three men in the fire, but four. God was with them in the fire. God's word says in Joshua 1.9 that he will be with us wherever we go. If we truly believe our God is who he says he is, and we do, and we believe that he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever, and we do, then we must firmly believe and hope that the God who has been so gracious to provide, heal, and deliver then will be the same God who will provide for us now. Psalms 119, 111 says, Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. Because of who God is, we can see his legacy and accept that it is our inheritance as well. Which leads us to the third point, abide in his love for you. The word abide is a term I've struggled with. I'm an achiever and I'd rather do something, take action, resolve a conflict, etc. Abiding has always sounded too passive for my energetic nature. But when I began to focus on the word abide and what it actually means, to remain, to continue or to stay, I began to see how active the word actually is and how important it is for us not only to root ourselves in scripture, but to remain in it, especially when we feel alone or hopeless. Another word God has been teaching me in this year is the word steadfast, which means fixed in a direction, steadily directed, firm in purpose. In a time in life where my mind could be occupied with fear and anxiety about my future, God has been teaching me to abide in Him and root myself in His love and His promises. He has prompted my heart and my mind to stay steadily directed in all that He has done and to remain hopeful in all that will come. Which brings us to the fourth and final point, adoration through prayer and praise. This can be one of the hardest things to do when in a season of loneliness, but wow, God moves when we present our request to him and when we praise him. Paul and Silas experienced this firsthand in prison as noted in Acts. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns while in prison and the foundations of the prison were shaken and their chains were broken. God's faithfulness is highlighted all throughout the Bible. I see how God is actively working in my friends and my family's life, and it reminds me the same God who was faithful then will be faithful now. Prayer and praise are two powerful tools that we should utilize in all seasons, and I know it can be difficult, but I do encourage you to invite your friends and your family into your story. Ask for prayer, and together we can praise God for his faithfulness in every season and in every situation. Through these four points, acknowledging who God is, anchoring ourselves in the truth of his word, abiding in his love, and adoration through prayer and praise, it allows our minds and our hearts to remain steadily directed in the faithfulness of God. In my study, I found that joy and rejoice have almost identical meanings, to be glad or take delight. It brought a whole new perspective to the Christmas classic, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, God with us. Because of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, we can rejoice knowing he is with us and he will never forsake us. God is near to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. He restores our souls. We must continue to abide in his steadfast love and remember that joy is not based on our current circumstance, but on the belief that the Lord will do exactly as he's promised. So as we go through this Advent season, may we be reminded that the joy that Jesus came to bring, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Will you join me in prayer as we close out? Heavenly Father, thank you for never leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you for always remaining faithful to your promises. You are a good Father and a great God. I ask now that you would comfort those of us who feel lonely without hope or lacking joy. May you continue to root us in your love and in your truth, that our lives would bear good fruit and point to your glory. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to break down all the barriers and giving us a reason to rejoice in all circumstances because we truly are never alone. We are grateful for you and we praise your name, Jesus. Amen.